Hey, everybody. Hey, this is another episode of Awesome Awful. I'm Mike. I'm Dan. And this week's episode, we're doing uh, the awesome aspects of dreams. And the awful aspects. And the awful aspects. aspects. That's what this Next one's episode. doing. Awesome. Uh, so I fucking love this topic. Like, oh, yeah. When you said we were doing dreams last week, I was like, thank God. Because yeah. I have been fascinated about dreams I mean, all my life. And I think a lot of people are, but I also think a lot of people aren't. Right. Because you'll get those people that say, I don't remember any of my dreams. And I flat out think they're lying. Well, um, well the thing is with that is, I was doing some, my Wikipedia research, right? <laughs> I uh, was looking into the science of actual what dreaming is. Right. And they said that people with like sleep apnea or breathing issues or, you know, much, or a bad diet can, yeah. af- can affect your dreams. So it's like maybe sometimes those people just don't dream true you know true. like that 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 would blow my mind more than than not remembering dreams but you know so it's, that's one thing that i was kind of fascinated when i was doing my own little quote-unquote research because <laughs> uh, i mean yeah i do i devote i mean like two hours a day while after when i leave here you know i go to you know, i go home like i'll watch a couple youtube videos i'll read some articles about dreams and about like why we dream and the fact that we still don't know why, I kind of is fascinating to me, because there, there you think there has to be an evolutionary purpose to it, right? right? I mean, there has to be. Like, I mean, because you know, like dogs dream, right? You can see them like they're running and stuff. That's not just their it's body. The cutest thing too. Oh, God, I love it, <laughs> especially when uh, my little dachshund when he dreams, like he starts like, and then like he starts twitching and his feet start going. He's What's got his, his name again? His name is Bear. Bear. Yeah. Sorry. And uh, he is just so fucking cute. God, I love that little Yeah, I see the Snapchats as well damn time. He's yeah. so good. So funny. Yeah. Or not funny, but no, cute. Bit, you know? Yeah, it's cute yeah. and funny. That's why I love taking his Snapchat. Too. It's like, yeah. he's such a little, like, bed hog, too. Like, I sleep on a queen-size bed. You would think that I got that bed specific, <laughs> specifically for him. But, uh, but, yeah, man. So, you know, like, we know that dogs dream. We can physically see that with our eyes. I think... Mammals like chimps, uh, you know, dolphins, uh, even like whales and stuff. I would think that they would dream too because they're a form of, they're a mammal, right? And they you know, have brain like, waves, yeah. like brain activity. And, like you know. dolphins are, I can't remember what they're compared to. I think like to human intelligence, like dolphins are actually smarter than humans, but they yeah, just like can't I guess their frontal cortex is twice the size of ours. Yeah, so yeah that's that's yeah, what it was. Yeah. yeah. So you know, it's just like these. They have to dream. Like they have to, and why? Why do we dream? And I'm, I'm thinking it's. A, uh, I'm thinking yeah. it's uh, about. I'm thinking it's more so recovery. Right. Like the brain is doing so much. Imagine, like your laptop, right? Yeah. Was just taking in information every second of every day until you shut your eyes, or right. until you shut it. You know, and like, and then when you finally shut it, that's when it can actually like settle down, reboot, relax, turn itself off, and then and then I think that's what dreams are for, for the brain to just kind of, you know, take a fucking chill pill for a second. Don't don't quit processing all this, you know, visual stimuli. It's also processing uh, auditory, auditory, uh, like it's doing your your uh, intestinal intestines for like without you even knowing about it you yeah know? it's running a whole it's doing sack. everything yeah, yeah. And, and then unconsciously mm-hmm. like we're not 
I'm not in control of my intestines working right, right now or digesting dinner that I had, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's constantly going. Yeah. And that's why it's like we think we I think it is we need to dream because we know that if you don't sleep, if you don't get enough sleep, you are it is detriment detriment to detriment. De- it a is detriment a detriment to your, yeah. detriment yeah. to your health. I know that I have all the best words, guys. I'm like a <laughs> fucking walking dictionary here. Uh, but so I mean, we know that. I mean, you can see it. People will die if they don't get sleep. You know, I mean, you hear these like people who are yeah. marathoning, going on like, "Oh, I was up for nine days." It's like, no, you weren't. Yeah, I don't like, believe you for a second. You <laughs> think you were, but yeah. there was hours or even 15 minutes to where your bodily, your body shut down and you were unaware of it. Yeah, and. You know, so I mean, we need, it needs to happen, uh, and I think what a lot of it is, uh, it helps not just process like the information that happens, but also the emotions that we have throughout the day, because I've been doing a lot of research and reading on my own just about like PTSD and stuff because you know, I want to be I'm going to school for speech language pathology, but also for psychology, and I want to be able to help people and help people through. PTSD and help through their traumas and stuff like that, and a lot of the stuff that they talk about comes from that, that, that not comes from but delves into dreams because like people with PTSD have like really awful vivid nightmares about the trauma that they induced and that happened to them, and then sometimes they're not even about that, but they're still just having these traumatic dreams. Yeah, and it comes from like what happened to them. So I mean, it's. The brain is such a wily minx that yeah. we don't really know, you know why any of this stuff happens. And the awesome part about this is, like, there's actually therapies. You know, there's yeah. actually, like, um, scientific research into how we can, you know, quote-unquote cure PTSD uh, through dr- uh, dream therapy mixed with certain uh, psychoactive drugs. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, this, you see that study out of John Hopkins? Which one? Uh, the one with her um, studying with psilocybin. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Like, I think that we're gonna see some absolutely phenomenal results out of that. And when I, that's one thing when you were talking about like the last couple of well, I think every episode you mentioned it that uh, we need to legalize all drugs. <laughs> yes, I think we do. <laughs> this is one of the reasons why because microdosing psilocybin or uh, you know the funny mushrooms uh, leads to a decrease in depression. Right. Uh, it helps not just people with PTSD, like the veterans and everything like that, but it's been shown to have effects in a lot of people. And it's not only through like drugs and shit and like journaling and everything that can help people with PTSD. There are so many therapies because humans are complex creatures. There's not going to be one cure-all for it. Mm. Uh, one of my favorite ones that I have been fascinated with since I learned about it in my psychology class is called EMDR. We were kind of talking about it last week when the mics were turned off. It's called Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. Oh, yeah. I remember you talking about that. Yeah. Right. So when you enter in, so there's different layers of sleep that you have. That's when you can't talk about dreaming without talking about sleeping. One of the, the main one is REM sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, is the, the REM sleeping, the uh, REM sleep, it's, which is rapid eye movement. Yeah. Uh, 
when you get into that, that's where a lot of the dreams happen. That's where dreams happen is in that REM cycle of sleep. Right. So with EMDR, uh, you are awake while you're doing it, but you have a trained EMDR therapist with you that is coaching you through traumatic memories or images that you hold in your mind. Yeah. And then they're having you move your eyes on a bilaterally, which is, you know, left and right. And having you think about these terrible things. And it's through some, because they don't even know how this works. Because, like I said, humans are complex creatures. We yeah. have no idea why it works. They think it's that something to do with with dreaming, with the eye movements that people do when they dream, the back and forth. Because you ever watch somebody in REM sleeping, their eyes are darting left and right constantly. And what it... Uh, so with the EMDR therapy, you're awake while you're doing it and being able to actually reprocess these traumatic events, you'll come across something that let's say was just, uh, you have a, a traumatic event or memory in your past, like a car accident. And then that when that car accident, you dream about that dream about that car accident, you go through the motions and the, you go through it with the therapist and they're having you focus on the car accident itself, the feelings you were feeling then, what happened during, after, during, middle, during, and after the uh, car accident, you'll, your, uh, your memory of it will not be so intense because when you have PTSD, uh, your brain is kind of stuck at that moment. It's, you're, you don't get to progress forward. Even though it could be years in the past, what happens stays you, you stay in that zone that you're in so you're constantly like reliving this trauma but then through sometimes as little as one emdr session and you can have multiple traumas there's no such thing as like one i mean there is one traumatic event but you can also have car accidents you can have getting into a fist fight you can have anything that can happen to you that can shock you out of what happened can be considered, you can have post-traumatic stress from. Because what it, if you break it down, PTSD is post-traumatic stress disorder. So uh, traumatic is a event. So it should be PTESD, so post-traumatic event stress disorder. So because it's after that event, then you keep having the stress constantly build up in your life and you build up in your mind. And we see that most commonly in veterans because they're living in a constant state of awareness, like fear of, like, I could fucking die at any moment. Uh, not, only that, not only the fear that they have with being in a combat zone, but also what they're forced to do. Uh, that's uh, Yeah, I couldn't people. imagine that. Yeah, man. Like, <clears throat> that's one of the things, like, when cops are, uh, when cops kill people, like, they don't want to kill people. Like, the majority of cops don't want to kill people because the majority of cops are decent human beings. Somehow that's a controversial opinion nowadays. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, and I, like, look, I was disgusted by the George Floyd video. We all were, man. And uh, I, had, I completely think that we don't need to defund the police. We need to rework the funding. Uh, yeah, I was talking to my roommate about this the other day, or actually yesterday. It's funny we talk about it now. Um, they have a they have a bad PR problem. 
Yeah. That's the, that's that's their biggest thing is reallocate funds from the police to other areas that need more help. Yeah. <laughs> you know that should be their name, but it's not as sexy as defund the police. You right. know, or how about demilitarize the police? Yeah. Or how about stop killing fucking people of color? <laughs> like, like how hard fuck. is it? <laughs> right. But all right, uh, this is yeah. that's kind of derailed from PTSD. Yeah. All right. So, so you're taking EMDR. You have a traumatic event. You think about that event with the therapist, and they're having you move your eyes back and forth. And even I heard about it. I was like, "There's no fucking way sitting here moving your eyes back and forth is actually going to make you feel better." But I've read testimonies of people who've had it done. I've read this book. It's called "The Body Keeps the Score," and it's about this doctor who has devoted his entire working life to helping people with PTSD and helping people with Doing God's work, man. He really is. I mean, because it's not just people. He works a lot with abused children. Yeah, even more. Like, he's a saint now. Seriously, the man has devoted his, like I said, his entire working career to helping children and people who have suffered trauma in their lives heal from it. Yeah, because there is no uh, cure for it. You're always going to, it's going to happen, but what you can do I was going to ask. Yeah, um, go ahead. Where, where does PTSD come from? Like, is it? Is there? I know, like, obviously, it's like the event, right? Okay. And then it's like, is it, during that event, did you do something wrong to where you didn't process the event right? Is that so? You you're suffering it waves of it afterwards? No, never. Okay, so I, I guess I just don't understand what what the after effects of PTSD is. Why it keeps happening? Okay. Uh, again, I'm not. A specialist or anything, I've just more of a specialist than I am. Right. Uh, so there is no quote unquote right or wrong way to process a traumatic event. Some people it can happen and they're completely fine. Uh, yeah, that's weird, right? Yeah, this uh, he actually talks about this to where uh, this couple got into this horrific car accident. It was like an 85 pile car up, like cars explode, uh, people were burned on fire in front of these people. Oh, fuck. One guy, the uh, husband and wife, in the same car experienced the same exact event. Both had different forms of... This is the awesome part of the uh, uh, (laughs) podcast. Well, this is where... uh, But we're getting back to the awesome part of the Right. But but both, when one person completely shut down, the wife just shut down and was no emotion, just zero affect at all. Because that was how she had protected herself as a child. Which they had come to find out that she was abused by one of her parents. Uh, so, and the dad, uh, the husband, I mean, he had the complete opposite effect. Like, he was just an emotional wreck. Like, it just completely and totally destroyed his life. And it destroyed both of their lives. And to the point where, like, they couldn't move past it. <clears throat> so why, but why does, so when a traumatic event happens, why is it more traumatizing to somebody than uh, somebody else? I think a lot of it has to do with your experience, like what's happened to you in your life. If you have like a a strong emotional knowledge of your being, yeah, like you you know like what you can handle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, there, there's also times where, like, what happened to you as a kid, like a lot of that stems from that. Like how you how you react to certain things can lead to how you will react to another traumatic event. Yeah. Uh, like with soldiers and stuff, so like that constant state of fear or that constant state of like hyper awareness that they have, that is debilitating. 
you have that constantly yeah. for however long their tour is so that it comes like a way of life for them. So when they get off tour and they go home, they're like constantly on, on edge. They're looking for the guy behind the corner or they're looking at that suspicious vehicle that's coming towards them down the, that that's five miles an hour too slow. You know I mean? They've been living in a, such a hyper-aware state for so long that when they come out of that awareness or come out of that state or come out of that danger zone, they can't turn that off. And that's a form of PTSD. Right. But then when somebody kills somebody, like a, a soldier kills another person, there's all those emotions and chemicals and everything is flooding your brain. The adrenaline, the fight or flight reflex, the training that is hammered into you to become a trained soldier. And then you have this, this you have to like rationalize like that dude thought that he was right. Like that, the person who you yeah. thought, he was right. He believed with every fiber of his being that what he was doing was right and that you were the enemy. He's a freedom fighter in his yeah. eyes. Yeah. You know? so, They're I mean, both freedom fighters. Yeah. And, but then you uh, shoot him, you hammer him down, you do whatever it is to take that person's life. Like you've been raised your whole entire life to believe that killing is wrong and that it only needs to be done with necessity. But now you come to this moment to where you've murdered somebody, you've not murdered somebody in combat, you've killed somebody. Right. And like, how, how do you go back to, to civilian life? When you see, sit down with your brother who has never seen combat, how are you going to have a conversation with him about the Jets winning the Super Bowl? Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They, the disconnect. Never happen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the disconnect between combat and civilian life is one that is so vast, is so just unbelievably disconnected that a yeah. lot of veterans, that's why they feel like that they can't talk to anybody is because you weren't there, man. Right. You have no idea what I went through. You have no idea what it is to take a life to or to kill a kid right. who, who's coming at you with an AK-47 that's going to kill you. Could not imagine. Right, yeah. So, I mean... But the... Uh, the the ESDMR. <laughs> How does that help the PSD? PTSD. Right. Okay. Yeah. So the uh, eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing. So that comes there with the eye movement. Your brain is like your your brain. You're awake, but you're moving your eyes like if you're in REM sleep. Okay. And that movement somehow triggers your brain into reprocessing. So it's like a, like a little scrub for your brain. Yeah. So you're able to reprocess a traumatic event with on additional on a different emotional level. So when you look past look at that event again, you know that's something that happened. It was terrible, but it's in the past now. Yeah. It's, and it allows you to. It's no longer triggering the other chemicals in your brain. Yeah. Or, and you're it's able not, to. Yeah. Pumping you full of cortisol yeah. or uh, uh, whatever the other. Uh, yeah. Cortisol is the main one. That's the, the stress yeah, hormone. The stress hormone. Yeah. So you're able to be desensitized to that traumatic event, and then your brain reprocesses that memory, and you're able to look at it as from without the emotional impact that it always has, Dope. that it always had on you. And it, dude, seriously. It's really cool, actually. Yeah. yeah. I'm giving you, like, a ballpark layman. Uh, I give you that's how they're going to explain it to you everywhere you look, YouTube sure. or whatever. But reading testimonials, reading uh, doctors who have gone through it, yeah. who have been trained in it, it 
seriously seems like a like that that magic pill. Again, it doesn't work on everybody. That's the thing is, uh, they don't know why it works. But you know, if it works for you, great because you're yep. going to be able to heal from that trauma and then be able to have a normal life. And isn't that what we're all looking for? Right. Yeah. You know, like so. But when we're talking about dreams, that's the first thing that popped into my mind is because. I think why we dream, one of the awesome aspects of dreaming is it helps us reprocess the day. Yeah. Like as you said, it's... it's helps us reflect. Yeah. yeah. Reflection. It's a reflection period for just every single moment that you... Every right. waking moment. Yeah. And But it's not just that. It helps us process not just the emotions of the day, mm-hmm. but the emotions of past events, uh, uh, your fears for the future events. Like, have you ever had a dream about a girl you haven't thought of in years. Oh, yeah. And then that next day, like, you could fucking marry her because, like, Which is actually leads into the next awesome aspect of my list. Oh, hit me. Sex dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Or, a.k.a. wet dreams. So fucking dope. Yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, have you, that's actually, I think it's a a subsection of lucid dreaming is is, uh, sex dreams just because you're in the moment, right? And like, obviously this is happening, it's, it's happening and blah, 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 blah. When you're 12, 13, 14 years old, they actually legitimately become wet dreams. Like you have to fucking throw your boxes away if you're, cause you're so embarrassed. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, those things, I mean, everybody likes them. Yeah. You know, it's not like, Oh, gross! You had a sex. It's, it's no, it's it's fucking cool, yeah. <laughs> you know. But Except it's for like, like ex- religious people who hate. Yeah, it's like, why is that shameful? That you know, it's like we dirty. all have sex. You yeah. know, it's like we've all done it before, and it feels good. Why the fuck is there a stigma or shame attached to it? I've never understood that. Uh, because we, as a society, we're Puritans, we're founded on Puritan beliefs, yeah. and therefore we're forced to believe that. Sex was inherently dirty and was the cause of the first sin. But either way, man, like, I had a, I was having sex dreams, like, almost every night when my hormones were super fucking through the roof back when I was 16, 17, 18 years old. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. Like, I, uh, um, loved it, you know, like, I I didn't want them to end. Right. You know, so. What I'm talking about, though, I'm talking about non-sexual related dreams but let's say you have a dream of a friend from high school sure that you've, you've met you've known oh yeah adult I forgot life. that's how we started that yeah, yeah okay, you've yeah. known in adult life yeah. and you've seen them a couple times throughout the years like let's say just because I graduated in 2008 from high school and my uh, high school uh, career wasn't necessarily the greatest because I kind of looked like I do now. Uh, and, you know, I just, I was friends with everybody. I don't, I mean, I didn't experience a lot of bullying in high school because... The friend, never the boyfriend. Right, exactly. Uh, but I had a lot of a lot of friends that I, you know, I thought I would be friends with for the rest of my life because I believed all the movies. And then <laughs> I real like, soon realized that there's only a couple that yeah. are really going to be sticking with you through the rest of your life. And but I had one that... Uh, and the rest of them tend to pop up here and there. Yeah. You know, sell you a multi-level marketing scheme on Facebook. Or, you know, if you guys want to buy and sell real estate, you know who to fucking talk to. Right, yeah. You know? 
<laughs> but yeah, so uh, this person I hadn't seen since we me. Were, by the way, you talked to me about the real estate. Just talk FYI, to Dan Hawks, realtor. <laughs> uh, but this girl I hadn't seen her for, I mean, nigh on like five years at this point. We've been out of school. For, What's her name? Okay. So how about the Chiefs? Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl, man? All right, we won't, we won't name drop her. We'll call uh, her Sally. Yeah, uh, Sally. So let's say Sally. I haven't seen Sally in a long time. And I haven't thought about Sally, Sally in a long time either. And I'm just, you know, living my life, doing whatever I was trying to do. And, like, because like, I don't have Facebook, so it wasn't like I was stalking Facebook profiles or Instagram profiles because I don't try to... Excuse me. I try to avoid social media at all costs because I just, it's a time suck, but whatever. But yeah, I haven't thought about the Sally for years. And then all of a sudden, I'm having a dream about her. And it's not sexual in a any way. A real good dream. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's not sexual in any way, but it was just a, it was just a fucking good dream, Dan. Like it was this one of those ones. Because you guys were friends. And, yeah, like yeah. we were just having like a really intimate moment, like. Just, That's cool, man. Yeah, but then I wake up the next day, and this is I, the only person I can think about. And it's like, I'm just filled with this, of, like, of, of wanting to be like, oh my god, I had a dream about you, and you're all the person I've been able to think about, and I just want to, like, I just, this infatuation, perfect word That's for a great it, word, yeah. Come up, and I wake up just being completely infatuated with this person for, like, a week, Holy and shit. like and it's like, like I'm aware of it. And I'm like, okay, you can't just call her out of the blue and be like, "Hey, Sally, I haven't thought you about. It. We haven't talked in a long time, and I know you're married with two children, but like, I'm in love with you right now. Do you want to run away to Mexico or what's your name, <laughs> Sally? Okay. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that's like, it's like those dreams are weird, right? I mean, they're not even have like thinking about somebody so all of a sudden. Like, you're having this really deep emotional connection in your dream where, like, you're two just adults having a great conversation and, like, you're able to actually, like, feel feelings for somebody. And then, like, you wake up and you're like, oh, my God, I'm completely infatuated with this person. Maybe it's just, like, your brain saying, hey, uh, you're lonely right now. I do. You know? I actually think that's and probably like, what it is. And then all of a sudden your brain just picked out one random person that you've met in your entire life. Yeah. And just plop them in there right you know it might not be anything special about sally yeah it could just be like hey buddy come on let's go talk let's go out and talk to people this is what you're craving right yeah. now it's like, just like how your stomach says growls when you're hungry your brain might just be like hey idiot you need you, human, you need human human connection yeah you know so i mean maybe i don't i don't, I don't, I don't fucking know yeah, i don't, I don't know. know that yeah. that makes a lot of sense because yeah. I, one of the things that the awesome things that i think about dreaming is that it's a way for the brain to like the subconscious to communicate with the conscious. Uh, Ooh, I like that. Yeah, Sigmund I, Freud style. Right? No, I hate Freud. <laughs> I know that's why I said it. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I think he was right about the conscious and the subconscious. I, I mean, on some aspects of it. Speaking of subconscious, man, like yeah. when you're going back to the lucid dreams, mm-hmm. I want to meditate within my lucid dream. Dude, we were yeah. talking about that before the mics got hot. You know? Lucid dreaming, I think, is one of the other mm-hmm. awesome aspects of it because I think there are too many people who have done it 
for it to be a lie. But yeah, it can't be a lie because I fucking I've done it. Yeah. Like I, I've had like I think I've had two episodes of Lucid Dreaming that I, I still remember. I'm sure there's been more. Um. Well, if you count sex dreams as lucid dreams, because sometimes you can like keep yourself dreaming in that. Have you ever had that? Yeah. I've I've done that a few times. It's like I gotta stay awake or stay uh, stay asleep for this. But and, uh, not counting those. I probably had one session I still remember. Uh, I was like probably three or four months ago now. I was talking to this girl I met on online um, via, via Grinder, and uh, she. <laughs> what's, his, what's his real name? <laughs> Matthew. No, I'm just kidding. Her name was. Uh, we'll call her Molly. Jennifer. Jennifer. <laughs> Molly Jennifer was her name. MJ. Um, and she. Uh, just was there, and we just we were just having a regular conversation. It wasn't anything sexual or anything like that. It was just, and then all of a sudden, I realized that I am in this dream. It's weird. It's like it was kind of a boring, just like dream. But everything, like the walls were kind of uh, what I would call walls. Like the frame really is what it was. Like kind of got all wispy, and, and, and like the I was like, oh shit, this is a dream. You know, like my my brain's thinking about this stuff and. I go, is it really a dream? Am I on a motorcycle right now? It's on a fucking motorcycle. I'm like, oh shit, this is a dream. And I was like, is Brittany coming with? Oh, whatever, her name's Brittany. And uh, is Brittany coming with? And she was uh, and she was on my back, just like had her arms around my, my midsection. I was like, fuck it, let's go up a big hill. So I, was just, I went up this ramp of a hill kind of thing. Oh, I actually remember what street it was. It was weird. I remember this really specific detail. Um, do you remember Lakeland? Remember that hill that goes down, that goes down, uh, right by the beach. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like that's where the hill, that's what the hill was. Oh yeah. And like it was like it was like that, and then it didn't really, but it just kept going, and then it went up. So uh, it was that street where uh, actually turned into that ramp, and I was like, and there was no bottom when I got to the top of the oh, hill. So I, I was like, oh, this is gonna hurt. So I, I shot the motorcycle off. I was like, okay, here we go. I'm falling. And she, she disappeared. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was like, "This either I'm really dreaming or this is really going to hurt. I hit the ground. Nothing skidded. And once I stopped skidding, I woke up. It was dope, Damn. dude. It was super, super cool. Man. And, I, and I, I'm so mad at myself. I didn't think to meditate with inside of it. Because I've, I've, I was reading on Reddit about, uh, about meditating within a lucid dream. And apparently that gets you to a sub-subconscious. You know, okay. so it's like, uh, like Inception style, <laughs> you know, like we were just watching that before, uh, before we turned the mics on too. I love that fucking movie. I was like, what better movie to watch uh, to get the, to get, get my brain going on this. So. Exactly. But yeah, I, uh, I, I think that's just endlessly fascinating yeah. is lucid dreaming. Well, when it comes to lucid dreaming and being aware that you are in a dream, I think I've had one. I remember it from, I think I was... No, I had to be older because it was about when we lived in Benson, the Benson area, and I was like walking to school, and I remember going, I don't go to this school anymore, why am I dreaming about it? Oh, that's fucking cool. And then it was like, oh shit, I'm in a dream right now. Did you just wake up after that? No, no, I, well, I was in it then, and I remember it was like, I was, uh, I had to be like 15 or 16 years old. Before I even knew like what lucid dreaming was, but it mm. was just like this moment of like I'm in a dream right now. I was like, wait, does that mean I can fly? Sure, shit. Like I fucking do Superman, like jump into the air, and it's like 
I'm flying up in the air, and it's like, okay, I'm flying, cool. Like, let me fly home. And then I'm like, I'm flying home over the streets, and it's our old house, and I'm like, coming in from above, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't know how to land. And then I hit the, hit the ground, wake up. And I was like, no, no, this is no way. I remember that feeling of just like feeling robbed of like, I can't believe that I was able to fly for a bit. Now I now I'm awake. Now this is ridiculous. But <laughs> man, that was I think one of the only times that I've ever done it. And I remember doing it accidentally. Like, I wanted. I've been meaning to try. I've been like watching YouTube videos and a lot of them. The ones that like say you have to eat like X Y Z diet. I'm like, no, you don't. Like I don't. I don't think that's a way. Oh, they were talking about they have to like meditate before going to bed or yeah it's a it's all about having uh your mind under control you right. know you can't be having chaotic thoughts or you know find yourself in thought patterns you have to just be present in the moment and i think that's the biggest key of it is um i think you'll have a better ch- this is just no scientific data behind this but this is what i think is the more times throughout the day you're able to get out of your head, get out of your own way kind of thing. Like be present with who you're with or whatever you're doing with whatever you're doing, you know? So like if you're just driving, you're not just going through the motions, you're present with everybody who is driving with you. You know, you have the people next to you <coughs> who are doing the exact same thing you are, or pissed off with the same guy who just cut them off too. You're present with everybody as you're doing your activity. The more times you can disrupt the thought patterns that like take you out of that the more times you can get yourself in there i think it's the the better chance you have of having a lucid dream okay so that's just my own personal theory you know yeah. i could be 100 well, percent wrong yeah i mean that's one of the things like it's one of the awesome things of, is that the amount of control that we can have over our dreams i think that's something that uh is real i really do i think israel uh, Israel, yes, the, the free state of the Jews. Wow. <laughs> what? That's what we're not anti. We don't take an anti-Semitic stance on the podcast. We're not. I just <laughs> oh, okay. The, the free state. Of, isn't that what Israel is? It's I have no idea. Of, okay. <laughs> I'm just not in a I'm, I, I'm, I'm not way out in left field of politics. God damn you, fucking righty! I knew it. <laughs> I, uh, How'd you get away from this? How'd you get away from the Capitol, Dan, without being arrested? Well, the, I had a, this VPN on my phone where it didn't ping off the cell tower, so they just give me a random call. Right, I, I didn't record it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. I didn't, I didn't take it. I didn't take a selfie in the Oval Office. Yeah, that was actually like whatever the fuck they the were Capitol at. Building. Capitol yeah. building. Whatever. <laughs> but uh, I'm so tired of that stuff. Yeah. So I've been like, what I also do when we're researching these topics that we talk about is I talk to other people. I want to know what they think. What they think about you know our topic. Mm-hmm. And I asked my mom, and she was like, you know, I think it's our way to connect, communicate with our subconscious. Ooh. And then she's like, I think it's like you open a door, and then when you open that door, you can have a good dream, whether it's an emotional communication with somebody you or a know, sex uh, dream. You want to know a, a, a question that'll fuck your head up? Do it. Where's this door at? Ooh. I think it's like in the middle of the Corpus Colossum. And do you That's... open it yourself with what hand? What door? Where are we going? <laughs> We're stepping into the natural world where the dreams are real. But, uh, anyways. In the twilight zone. But go on. But yeah, so she was like, it's a way that our conscious self 
relates to our subconscious self and opening up that door and allows you then to I, don't, I guess how can remember how she said it. like it allows you to experience the day but also like other things that you've been feeling mm. and then you can have like you said a pleasant dream you can you know dreams dream about people you've lost and then they can come to you in your dreams and talk to you yeah. or you can have a full-fledged nightmare where you know you're being chased throughout a house that the rooms are changing and the hallways are changing and then the next thing you know, it's surrounded by. Let's wait for nightmares because I got a I got a, oh. a a good question for you on the next oh. next episode. Stay uh, tuned for that, by the yeah, way. Yeah, uh, we we're gonna get some, some yeah. dark shit. Oh yeah, I have a whole story of nightmares that I want to tell you about. Oh baby, I can't uh, wait for that. You know, one of the things too, though, uh, that the awesome aspect of dreaming is for me is I don't think they're up for interpretation. Yeah, I really don't. What do you mean by that? Like, there's Sigmund Freud again talking, like, one of his first major published works or one that he got famous for was The Interpretation of Dreams. And I just How think... How do we hold that guy up as scientific and beyond me? But me either, yeah. Dude, he's like a piece of garbage. fucking weirdo. Cocaine yeah. addict, too. Yeah. It's so good for him. Fucking experiments with cocaine and, like, ruined people's lives and then just completely wrote it off like it was no big deal. Oh, she had hysteria. Yeah. Come on, man. But, uh, so, like, yeah, he was like, if you dream about uh, a bird flying, is you wish that you could be free, or it's just, it's a bunch of nonsense. Like, so, the awesome thing I think of it is, if you dream of a cat, and you're scratching a cat's behind the head, and it's cat's purring, and you're having fun with the cat, you dreamt about a fucking cat. (laughs) You know, I mean, if you're dreaming of I don't know about all that, man. Because I got some real deep shit in my brain, in my in my brain, in my dreams. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I don't, well, maybe they are open for interpretation up to a certain amount, but I don't think it's we'll get more into that in the next Freud episode. level of interpretation. Yeah. Because I just, I don't. Oh yeah, he he takes it way too far. Yeah, I I, I completely agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I've dreamt some shit that mean absolutely nothing to me, and like I have not, I haven't come across it since. Oh, awesome one. Dreaming of deja vu. Dan. Oh, Dan. that just broke my brain. Oh, oh, Dan. Dan, Dan, Dan. Dan, 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 Dan. Deja fucking vu, Dan. Within a dream? Yeah. So, here's the thing. All uh, of the moments of deja vu that I've had, I've had like five that I can recall offhand. Is deja vu a dream? That's the thing, Dan. Is it? Because like I Like a little dreamt- bubble dream within your, within your waking conscious? Yeah. I have dreamt that I was reading a book, and this book had not come out yet, okay? No shit. Yeah, so I was reading a book, and I was listening to music, and I was laying in bed, and I was reading this paragraph, and I don't remember what it was said verbatim now because it's been a while, but fucking months later, I pick up the new Stephen King book, uh, The Institute, and I'm reading, and, I'm, and when I get a new book, I like to just kind of like shut myself off from the world. And like I said previously, I like to listen to music when I read because it helps me focus on the book. And then I'm telling you, I dreamt that I was reading a book, and I was laying in bed listening to music, and I read this chapter, or I read this paragraph. And then months later, I'm, waiting, I'm sitting in bed reading a book, and I come across that same fucking chapter, that same fucking song, and it 
fucking the synchronicities of it. That's, yeah. that's crazy to me. Man. And it, like, that's fucking insane. I, I, I st- for, like three words into the paragraph. I'm like, oh my fucking God, I've dreamt this. And I started reading it and I was like, who do I tell? I have to tell somebody. But now I'm reading it alone in my room and I can't fucking tell anyone. But like, it just wave of like, I experienced this before. I remember dreaming this. The second time. The, That's fucking cool. Yeah. Another one that I actually dreamt with, I had somebody else in the car with me. I was dreaming. And that I was a passenger seat, and I was on 168th and Blondo, going west. And I never am in the passenger seat. I'm usually always driving. My mom can drive, but she it hurts her neck after a while. So right. nine times out of ten, I'm the one driving. And we pull up to this fucking stoplight on 168th. The song is the same song I dreamt about. I look and I see the same fucking red car that I dreamt about going in front of me. Is it Phil Collins in the air tonight? No, it's not. I don't remember what the song was now. But I look at my mom and I said, Mom, I fucking dreamt this. And she's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I dreamt about this like a month ago. That Some we Fucking were, Final uh, Destination shit. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing happens though. That's the thing. Is that... A little minute parts of your day. Just yeah. random. Yeah. That's, that's so that's weird, all right? I've dreamt about yeah. is that like... I'll, or I'll dream of having conversations with people and then I'll be hanging out with that person and then I'll have that same conversation with somebody. I'm like, dude, are you feeling like you've done this before? Because I've dreamt about this. So <laughs> That's fucking, that's yeah, a turn. That's a, that's so what so I'm thinking about weird, doing man. to capitalize on this is to start playing the lottery or at least checking the lottery so that maybe I'll dream about uh, having the right lottery numbers so that I can Have you ever heard about uh, manifesting your dreams? No. So it's a weird concept, and um, it's, it's about positive visual, visualization. Okay. So basically, you set a goal way out in the future, right? right? So mine is being a yoga instructor by sometime in 2022. And by doing that, you're constantly thinking about it, right? You're, you have it on your on like a, it's a frequency in your brain that's always turned on, but you might not always be paying attention to it kind of thing. But what it's doing is it's also kind of guiding your decision-making throughout the day. So it's like, I am i never used to be into yoga the way I am now, right? Uh, and the more and more and more and more I start thinking about it, the more and more I get this itch to, to just yesterday or uh, two days, yesterday, I looked up ten, uh, the top 10 yoga podcasts. I'm like, okay, so if I'm actually, I need to start getting serious about this. I'm getting. Uh, I made the commitment. I need the courage to st- make make the next step to actually further my goal, right? right? And that's because I keep having that. I I have it turned on, and it's kind of guiding my decision making via uh, um, always being aware of it, but not focusing on it. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, so, no, it does. yeah, and uh, basically, it kind of guides you into where uh, and and into accomplishing said goal or or doing said task so uh like this uh yoga thing that we're, we're going to do over the summer uh we're gonna have to actually that's the thing we should uh, if we have any fans yeah we should have them follow along Ooh, that shit yeah. would be dope as fuck i'm just now having that uh right. uh yeah that idea so um we're gonna have an announcement uh sometime next couple of days about um a yoga thing that mike and i signed up for and his friend what's her name Sarah. Sarah. And his mom and Nathan hopefully are going to join too. So um, it's with DDPY. 
Yeah. Yeah. So and uh, it's about the before and after stuff. So if you if there are people paying attention to this right now, I'd love for you guys. To, uh, we're gonna post it all of our Instagram and stuff. Hopefully, get gain a following with this. So, um, anyways, tangent. <laughs> um, positive visualization is is just that is is keeping that frequency on so you're always aware and cognizant of your decisions in that in that moment so that okay. it's kind of guiding and, and, and manifesting within your life Ooh, I like yeah that. it's super cool man yeah. it's 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 basically you know how fighters sometimes uh visualize their fights before they go like yeah or or have you watched the cream gambit no, but I want to. It's a fantastic show, by the way. And fucking chessboards are flying off the shelves. People are loving the show I so know, much. I heard, yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, basically, what she does is she she can visualize moves and if then then that and you know and it's it's the visualization part she's to where fucking four D level chess. Yeah, exactly. Like we're playing three. Uh, she's playing three D chess while we're playing Chinese checkers. <laughs> but uh, off real how awesome is Chinese checkers? That shit's fun as fuck, dude. We should, that we should bust fun. that shit out. Yeah. Shoot, we had, that was actually a nice ass set they had yeah, down there. Was, wasn't dude, it? Right? Oh my god. And they had a nice dartboard. Yeah. We, we trashed that thing, man. Oh my, we were such <laughs> fucking shits. Oh my god. But yeah, dude, that sounds fucking phenomenal. Like, to being able to, like, to know, not to, yeah, to, but to believe that, like, you could put it out there and, like, it's, I hate that, like, you know, if you put good vibes out in the universe, they're going to come back to you, man. It's true, though. I know, that's the like, thing. You've like, heard, like, people talk about self-fulfilling prophecies in a negative yeah. way every time it's brought up. Right, yeah. But it can happen in the positive way, too. Well, that's one of the you things. You can like, go like, into, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're good, bro. Like, uh, self-fulfilling prophecies is a negative thing. Like, if you, like, to stop negative thinking. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. Like, oh, I'm just, I'm fat and lazy. You know, uh. Uh, we were talking about that the other day. Uh, the, uh, what, what episode was that? Where like we were talking about how you wouldn't let somebody in, in your present talk to yeah. you like that, right? Yeah, it was like yeah. episode two or three, maybe. whatever it was. Yeah, and uh, I, I, was, I was like that at the gym today. Yeah. I was like, look at your stupid fucking glasses. As I was doing fucking squats, I was like, look at this fat son of a bitch, you know. And I was like, I'm like, stop, you know. I was like, uh, I, I'm like. He shook my head. I was like, why am I doing it? I like threw myself out of that thought yeah. loop. And all of a sudden, I had the best workout of my life. Or best yeah. workout of the year so far. Dude, yeah, and, I mean, that's a real yeah. thing. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, people will, you know, like, he's like that, uh, we were talking before the mics got off, that, uh, not motivation, momentum. Yeah, Like, momentum. you'll fucking spiral. Mm-hmm. And you'll just start having this negative thought yeah. process. And there's no reason why that positive one won't work. That it won't work the other way. I mean, it, uh, it doesn't. It, there's no reason it shouldn't. Yeah. You know, like if if self-fulfilling, we have to one accept that self-fulfilling prophecies are a real thing, and if they are, right. then it works in both directions. Yeah, <laughs> you know, to, like I mean, yeah, like there's a I'm a firm believer of balance. Right. I think that if something works negatively, then there's a there's going to be a balance something that balances out positively. Yeah. So if we have these negative self-fulfilling prophecies, then there has to be positive self-fulfilling prophecies mm-hmm. of, I will succeed, like, I will lose weight, I will do this yoga thing, I will do this. And it's can't. the commitment, yeah. yeah. And I think you have to maintain that momentum through it. Yeah. And I think that's, yeah, that has to be... There's another key in that, too, is is you're going to fuck up. Yeah. You know, and, and when you do, don't compound it. Yeah. You know, like, that's been my my biggest key this year is, so far, I guess it's only February 
fourth. Um, but so far this year, if I make a mistake, I go, that's the only mistake I'm making in this, in this, in this realm. <coughs> because I'm going to fix that mistake and move on. I'm yeah. not going to, like, uh, like, one time I, what? probably drank too much the night before on, yeah. on a school night, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I uh, like I, I probably had too much to drink, right? I woke up hungover. I'm like, okay, hungover. What's the best thing I can do in this moment to not make it worse? Right. You know, so it's like I get up, I take an aspirin or fucking what is it? A leave, I think I have. I have um, and I just chug some water. <laughs> normally what I would do is I would just sleep for another three hours and waste my entire day, <laughs> you know? So, and that would just make me even more angry, right. set that momentum in place going in the opposite direction. And then, um, like, Oh fuck, it's noon already. Oh fuck. I'm, I'm not going to get anything done today. Right, yeah. Might as well play some video games. And then, Oh fuck seven o'clock. Well shit, this day's been wasted. I might as well drink myself to sleep. Yeah. You know, and then like people, and then that happens again the next day and the next day until people get themselves out of that cycle. That's the compounding negative, uh, the compounding of, on the negative side, but it can happen the other way, right. you know? So it's like, you can go, you can, you can make that mistake and then just get right back on that horse. Well, that's like what we're, what you we're can talking about. yourself and move on. But yeah. yeah. What we're talking about here too is the, like you're going to fuck up. Yeah. When you have that negative thought loop, that negative process, you're going to fuck up then, too. But mm -hmm. when you fuck up, you're like, ah, see, I knew I was going to yeah. fuck up because I'm a fuck up. Yeah. And then that gets worse. But when you have that positivity loop, it's something like, yeah, yeah, you know, shit happens. Yeah. Like, but this isn't going to stop me. Like, right. it's an inconvenience. But guess what? Inconvenience has passed. There's like, a, a. I can go over that shit. Whenever I, uh, I get pissed off about something, I have what the, I, I have in my, my coat pocket. Up, uh, it's actually upstairs. It's called a setback journal. Okay. And it's uh, and it's a sto it's a, it's a stoic practice. So basically, it's like, here's the here's what happened. Say like for example, this didn't happen to me, but say for example, I pop a tire on the interstate. Right. The setback journal requires you to uh, what kind of setback it is. So like a minor one would be like somebody cut you off, um, uh, or a not a minor one, but like a just a setback, just like yeah. a, a a base level one would be like. You broke a nail, or you, someone cut you off, or just some, so, something that's not really that bad, but could set you off. Right. The next one would be a minor one, which would be like a, a car accident or something. Major one would be like dying of cancer or some shit. Yeah. Right. So it's like you have the setback journal, and you and you go, well, what what category is it? And if it's just one of those that does are inconsequential, you just write it off and move on. Yeah. <laughs> like um, a minor one is some well, that's a, a problem you have to deal with. Yeah. You know, and, and, and to be able to deal with it is, how did you react? Did you set in motion a whole chain of, of really negative uh, consequences? Right. Or did you take a deep breath, say, hey, did you really think nothing was going to happen today? Did you really think you were going to have any problems today? And just deal with it. Okay. And, like the, you know, and then that will, uh, that helps. I don't remember why I started talking about that, though. Oh, we're talking about the, like, having that negative loop. Right, And then yeah. you stumble, and then you're like, oh, of course I stumbled. Cause yeah, I'm yeah, it's up. going to happen. But yeah. then having that positive loop on it, like, when you stumble, it would be like, okay, like, I can just write this off. Right. Like, I can write it off as a minor inconsistency or mm -hmm. a minor, uh, what, you, what is that Just a mistake. Called? It's a, a setback. 
a yeah. setback, or yeah. this is a minor setback. Yeah. Inconsequential setback. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, something that, you know, I can't let it affect me. Like, right. I mean, you can like, you let it affect you, but you can't let it stop you. So, like, having a flat tire, like, yeah, you have to change that flat tire. And you're going to be late, and... I'm calling AAA. I ain't yeah. fucking doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> but, I mean, it's not something that you can just shrug, shrug off. Right. Uh, so, I mean, when you have those setbacks in your personal life, like, your girlfriend is angry at you because... She, she had dreamt. a bad dream. Yeah, you. <laughs> she, she dreamt that you had sex with somebody else. You know, it's like, okay. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. Yeah, like, I can't control that, so therefore I'm just going to, like, like you, I like you know, I wouldn't cheat on you, so I'm just oh, I'm sorry, go. my dream self is such a piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry that your dream, yeah, your dream your self, dreams. your your dream of me, of me yeah, yeah, my version, your version of me is such a piece of shit. <laughs> maybe that's something that reflects on you. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe dreams do have meaning. Oh, oh shit. You know, oh, like Sigmund Freud style. Well, I mean, was she a redhead or what? Come on, yeah, carpets <laughs> match the drapes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I just think that. The possibilities of dreaming, I think, are endless. And the, uh, the awesome aspects of, of them are endless because, you know, there have been times when I've had a really fucking shitty day and I've been, like, really stressed out, depressed, and, like, hating life. And then I, I go to sleep and, like, I'm curled up with my dog and, like, he brings me comfort. I'm like, okay, I'm fine. Like, stays over with. I can just take, I can go to bed now and relax and, like, I, go, I just enter in a relaxed state, and then, like, I'll have just a dope-ass dream. Like, yeah. And it's like, I wake up the next day, like, oh, man, like, I feel so much better now. And mm-hmm. that's because my dream wasn't so shitty, and I actually slept well, and, you know, I just, I fucking feel better. And that, that dream can have that ability to do that. Yeah. But then, you know, there's, like, like I can't do that. I, I can't, honestly can't wait to talk about the awful aspects of dreams because well let's wrap this up then yeah, because uh we're almost at an hour anyway so and i have to pee really really fast again <laughs> it never seems to fail and you see your mouth pocket oh okay <laughs> uh, anyways uh that got weird um the hell you had oh 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 yeah i was gonna say oh for one on mentioning rogan yeah, we had last week. Yeah, yeah we didn't yeah. talk about. So, well, I didn't talk about Harry Potter last yeah, week. Yeah, exactly. So, so I, yeah, damn. I had to get Rogan right there in at the end. So yeah, Harry Potter is mm-hmm. the greatest story ever written. So well, you no, I'm just kidding. It's not. If you like transphobe authors, okay, bye. <laughs>